You're listening to Just Food, a podcast brought to you by the Berkeley Food Institute at the University of California, Berkeley. I'm Twilight Greenaway. I'm Edmund Allman. In each episode, we'll explore the complex web of people and places that provide us with our food. We'll be talking with those who grow it and prepare it and work hard to rebuild the broken parts of our food system. This episode, we're diving into a really important issue, so important that we're going to take two episodes to tackle it. We're looking at how the Oakland Unified School District here in the San Francisco Bay Area is in the midst of a huge overhaul of the way it feeds kids and the way it teaches them about the food they eat. And there have been a number of studies and numerous findings through these studies that point to the need for robust food education to help children become and stay healthy. So one of the tricky things is that every school is different. Some have a real kitchen. Some have no kitchen anymore. Some have a garden. So we're really working with different variables. So in the next episode, we're going to focus on what happens in the kitchens. In this episode, though, we're really going to look more at what happens when kids become producers of their food. So when they're working in the gardens and getting their hands dirty. We're going to learn about eco-literacy. What is this term, eco-literacy? How do we define that? Eco-literacy is defined as an understanding of the systems in nature that make life possible, how we are sustained within those systems. So you're teaching kids about everything from earth to table. Now, we're going to talk to a woman named Moira O'Neill. She's part of a network of people who are taking a broad approach to improving school nutrition. Moira, how are you? I'm great. This is an important topic. We're dealing with food School lunch specifically. Tell me more about this project that you worked on and the people that you worked with. So I'm an associate research scientist in the Institute of Urban and Regional Development, and my focus is on law and city and regional planning. And I'm part of a collaboration of researchers and faculty at Berkeley that are across law and public health and planning. And we're looking at the application of the Rethinking School Lunch Planning Framework that came out of the Center for Eco-Literacy to the Oakland Unified School District specifically, which has emerged as Rethinking School Lunch Oakland, which is an effort to completely reform school meals in Oakland Unified. Rethinking School Lunch Oakland is built on a planning framework that came from the Center for Eco-Literacy that looks at 10 different pathways to school meal reform. And that's why it's a complete system shift. But the way these different elements interact in Oakland in particular has a lot of relationship to both the local context as well as how school meal programs work. There's so much more that goes into it than simply just changing what it is you're offering in terms of what you're purchasing and what you're putting on the table in front of the students. And that's where the Rethinking School Lunch Planning Framework really captures the interrelationship between the different elements of a school meal program that actually also connect to the sustainability of the program, the ability to train the people that serve the meals in terms of professional development, to engage students, to get them excited about the food through engagement and marketing, to increase parent involvement in the school meal program, to contemplate how you're engaging students through instruction and nutrition education. So it's comprehensive in its approach, but it also recognizes the interrelationship between all of these elements plus some. I want to know more about your particular passion for this topic. What got you involved? So my interest in this particular initiative really connects broadly with my interest in what local public institutions can do to serve the community. 
And I was attracted to understanding what this initiative was doing in large part because of the community development aspects of what this work is. I'm also from Oakland, and I graduated from Oakland Unified, so there is a little bit of a personal excitement and interest in seeing this school district be able to transform its school meal program because I deeply understand the local context because it's my home. Moira, tell me where Cleveland is physically in in the city. Cleveland Elementary is located in District 2, which is in central Oakland. So it's located near Lake Merritt. It's a very diverse school in a very diverse district. So the demographics of that school site are both diverse in terms of socioeconomic background, but also race and ethnicity and language. And it brings together parents and families from households of various backgrounds. I think Cleveland Elementary provides you a a wonderful opportunity to see or hear exactly what you can do when you don't have the green space and when you don't have a cooking kitchen. Cleveland Elementary is a school site that doesn't have a lot of green space to grow food, and yet they've co-opted every little corner of green space to do so. It's an amazing site that has actually also put beautiful illustrations on their asphalt to connect students to food-related systems and to incorporate the nutrition and food system element of this work in terms of a garden program into the overall STEM program and curriculum of the school. It's completely embedded and integrated into the curriculum overall. It's also a wonderful sight to see exactly how important it is to have deep parent engagement in this type of work. Little Red Hen Day brings together parent volunteers to help. There are going to be multiple stations that the students visit to understand the entire cycle of food, in particular with making bread. And then what's really wonderful about Little Red Hen Day is one of those stations is across the street at a neighbor's home. So there's a home there that has a chicken coop and it has an outdoor oven. And that particular home opens up every year to provide access to all the kindergartners who come and they get to meet the Little Red Hen (laughs) and pick out an egg. We're going to join the kids now for this big day and we're going to bounce around the different food stations with them. And we're going to hear how this really, truly is a community event. Let's head over to Cleveland Elementary. My best every day. You're excited for Little Red Hen Day. Say hi. Hi. I'm Peter Van Tassel, and I'm the principal at Cleveland Elementary School. Today's Little Red Hen Day. It started with Ms. Schreiner years ago just because she saw a need for kids to actually engage with their environment at the school. I am uh, Mary Schreiner, and I'm actually a special ed teacher here um, in a kindergarten class. I'm also the um, eco-literacy garden coordinator. All right, so station number one is going to be the drawing station there, and um, so the kids will do botanical drawings of um, the wheat plant. Make sure you write your name on yours. These are things I wouldn't think to teach as a parent. Like, I learned about, you know, what, what wheat looks like in its raw form today. Um, and I learned tons of things from the eco-literacy program. Shamika Preston. I just uh, follow the teachers around and make sure I don't get the kids in trouble. Just a little bit of flour. So the students are going to be kneading dough over here. Remember, I was in your class, as I mentioned before, and we made some dough, and you took a look at it. 
and try and remember what it looked like. I'm going to show you the dough after it had a chance to eat and rest and breathe. Okay? Here's what it looks like now. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! My name is Nipa Rahim, and I'm a parent of a fifth grader at Cleveland Elementary. You know, my children are no longer kindergartners, and this is a kindergarten project, but I come back every year because the kids have so much fun while they're learning so many aspects of like their education they're getting through this program. So push and flip and push and flip. And we need a song, right? Ready, guys? One, two, three. Water, yeast, salt, and flour. Now we use our muscle power. After the kneading station, I'll pick them up and I'll walk them down the street to the outdoor oven. All right, showtime. Well, we're just testing the, the doneness. You want it to be baked all the way through. That's not quite there. My name is Michael Bowen and uh, lived in this neighborhood for quite a while. My son went to Cleveland, built this bread oven in the, in the backyard, mostly for selfish reasons, just wanted to make pizza, but uh, Mary saw way beyond that as usual. It's just such a pleasure to be able to participate in this every year and, and watch her uh, run the program like a mother hen. And there happens to be a hen house where a little red hen lives, so they get to have a quick visit to the hen house and pick an egg and walk back to the egg scrambling station right there. And they scramble the eggs, and after that they go on and dance to a little live bluegrass music right there around the straw bales. And then later in the morning we have a big feast. One of the most important moments of the day is the silence that happens after the singing bowl sounds. There's this potency in that silence and it's, it's, it's where that power of community is most loudly spoken. been fun. So I, I want to know more about how this particular day fits into this program of Rethinking School Lunch Oakland. Well, the reality is right now, across the district, programs like the Eco-Literacy Program at Cleveland don't exist at all school sites, and not all school children within Oakland have access to what you just heard. So the goal of Rethinking School Lunch Oakland is to scale up that type of eco-literacy program so that all students across the district get this wonderful opportunity to engage with food, learning about nutrition, learning about the science of food in a way that, in, that in, engages them and their families.
But I think one of the most important elements about Rethinking School Lunch Oakland is, is that it deeply understands that what happens in the cafeteria will impact the success of what happens in the classroom in terms of nutrition education and garden education, but vice versa. That what you're doing in a program like Ecoliteracy is going to have to be supported by the food they're so related. You can't teach kids about healthy eating and nutrition and then offer them processed plastic-wrapped food Mm -hmm. and think that that's advancing that curriculum. That's the essence of Rethinking School Lunch Oakland is an understanding of that deep relationship between these different elements. Moira O'Neill, thank you so much for being with us and discussing this issue on Just Food. Thank you for having me and allowing me to discuss all of this work. I'm Edmund Almond. I'm Twilight Greenaway, and this has been another episode of the Berkeley Food Institute's Just Food. This podcast is a project of the Berkeley Food Institute and was created in partnership with the Berkeley Advanced Media Institute. Graylin Brashear was the producer, with editing from Ben Manila. The music you heard in this episode was by Blue Dot Sessions. You can see photos and listen to other episodes of Just Food on our website, food.berkeley.edu.